Welcome to the ROTC Scholarship Podcast, hosted by former Army ROTC Professor of Military Science, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Rob Kirkland. In these episodes, we explore how to best prepare yourself to obtain one of these valuable scholarships for those applicants who wish to attend a college or university and become officers in the military. The application process can be complex and confusing. This podcast works to make it more understandable. And now, the ROTC Scholarship Podcast. The top nine questions to ask and avoid asking at an ROTC interview. Well, many candidates, you know, when preparing for their ROTC interview, concentrate rightfully on what questions will be posed to them by the interviewer. Uh, and I've talked uh, in a previous um, episode with um, Colonel Lee Reynolds about how to prepare for the interview and the types of questions uh, that will be asked uh, during uh, these interviews in, in, uh, in that episode, uh, as well as in uh, previous uh, posts that you can find on uh, rotcconsulting.com. But what you'll find is, you know, at the end of these interviews that you do, the interviewer is going to ask the candidate uh, if they have any questions. Um, this really, what this does is this presents you the opportunity to ask really good questions, which ensure um, that your interview will end on a high note. <clears throat> Even if the interview uh, did not go as well as planned, you know, and you you wish you had, you know, done a little bit better, or, you know, maybe you were a little bit nervous, et cetera, having great questions at the end, I think, can save the interview uh, for you and turn an interview around that, that you wish had gone better. And then conversely, you know, if you really don't ask very good questions or don't ask any questions at the end of the interview, um, that can be uh, a negative in, in an otherwise, you know, good interview. So what I want to uh, impart with you today is, you know, in, when I go over these nine uh, questions to ask and then, you know, several questions to avoid. Uh, what I want to say is that I think having these questions uh, ready to go uh, in this, uh, you know, at the end of the interview, I think will be uh, an important uh, kind of uh, weapon in your arsenal to be able to do well on these interviews. Uh, so without further ado, let's go through um, these uh, nine questions. Uh, so great question number one. What are the things that I can do from now, meaning at the end of the interview, until I come onto campus in the fall to better prepare myself to be an ROTC cadet in the program? This is the what I consider the top money uh, answer uh, because what it shows is it shows uh, that you are planning to come onto campus, that you're planning to be an ROTC cadet. And that you want to do all the things possible between now and when you come onto campus to be prepared. Uh, so it demonstrates intent. It demonstrates that you want to improve on things uh, between now and when you when you arrive, which would normally be about uh, you know, six months. Could tell you that you know from having run of several ROTC programs that you know the biggest concern that I have when I got when I got uh, ROTC students coming onto campus and you know they're coming on with a four year scholarship is you know will they be able to pass the PT test in order to be able to contract and so I can pay their scholarship benefits or the government can and so I can't tell you how many come on that that fail the physical fitness test and and aren't ready to start. And then we've got to work with them through the fall to get uh, to, 
to to get contracted because they just can't pass the physical fitness test. So clearly, what they're gonna <clears throat> what they're gonna answer the que- answer the question is gonna be do physical do the physical fitness training in order to be able to do well on the test. But again, you know, it's all about that intent. It's all about that signaling that you're giving all of those things that, you know, demonstrate that you're planning to come on campus and that you want to uh, do the best that you can. And you want to pass that physical fitness test and have that knowledge uh, of whatever other advice they give you before you arrive. Uh, So that's a great question to ask. uh, And uh, that's... uh, I would say the number one question to ask it at the end of any of these uh, interviews. Second great question is, can you tell me about the ROTC order of merit or ranking works to determine what specialty I'll receive? I want to be a Army military intelligence officer, a Air Force pilot, a Navy submariner. Again, what this shows is that you're planning to enroll in ROTC. Also that you've researched the specialties within the military and have an idea of what you want to do. The ROTC order of merit is what uh, is always on the mind of cadets. And asking for this type of explanation shows you what's most important to a cadet. It also shows your overall knowledge of of ROTC, uh, as well as, you know, really having an interest in various specialties. For example, uh, to become a pilot in the Air Force, you obviously have to do well on your order of merit. And that order of merit uh, consists of things like your grade point average in college, your rating that you get from your, um, from your uh, head of the, mil- of the military science department, your performance uh, at summer training, uh, and other uh, such measures. So it's important to know going in what you have to do to succeed in order to be able to get, you know, those types of specialties uh, that are in demand, uh, so you want to, you know, make sure of that in, in for the Army ROTC, for example, you know, you want to do well not just to get the specialty you want, but to be able to have the opportunity to go on to go on active duty. So that's great question number two. Great question number three. I am very interested in summer training opportunities that ROTC provides. Can you tell me about some of the schools or trainings that I can attend over the summer while I'm out of school? What this shows is that summer training really is where ROTC cadets and midshipmen get their most dynamic and in-depth training without the distractions of school. Many of these opportunities are volunteer, or some of them are, some of them aren't. But uh, And they're only given to the best ROTC cadets if they're volunteer opportunities. By showing this kind of interest, you impress upon the inter- interviewers that you want to be a top person uh, in this program and go beyond the minimum training requirements. For example, in the Air Force, there's the summer programs called Project Go, which is uh, for language training over the summer. There's also the... Uh, U.S. Air Force Academy Prep School. Uh, you you can be a basic. You can do their basic training there as a cadet. You can do free fall or soaring training for Army ROTC. There's things like uh, CTLT, the uh, Cadet Troop Leader Training, uh, or Cadet Drill Training, where you basically either shadow a lieutenant or you're part of a of a of a of a basic training unit where you work with drill sergeants. There's also airborne school, air assault school. Uh, so there's all these opportunities 
that you can do over the summer that are volunteer. And by showing that, it shows that you're that you're interested in that and you want to go beyond the minimum. You want to go beyond the just the mandatory training that that uh, that cadets or midshipmen receive. Uh, so always send that kind of signaling that you want to do these things, that you want to get involved, that you want to be involved in the summer in more than just the mandatory training that oftentimes happens only over one summer. Great question number four. What additional opportunities do you have in the ROTC outside of mandatory classes and trainings? I've heard of your, quote, drill team, your ranger challenge, uh, et cetera. This is similar to great question number three. It shows, again, that you want to go beyond the minimum and that you'll be involved and be a standout ROTC student. Sometimes ROTC really has a hard time filling things like drill teams, color guard, uh, outside of normal activities. Air Force has things like the Silver Wings, uh, or the Navy has the Silver Wings, or the 770 Society, or or for Navy, ROTC, Marine Corps option has the Semper Fi Club. All of these things uh, are outside of the regular mandatory training, but yet shows this kind of additional uh, desire, additional uh, 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 things that you want to do to become more part of that that ROTC program. So ask about those kind of things. Ask about those 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 uh, optional trainings, and that and show your desire to want to. Uh, be more involved in ROTC during the school year. And finally, the last great question or great question number five is what are some of the challenges in balancing my time in ROTC with academics? I want to get really involved in ROTC, but also also understand that doing well academically uh, is important. Now, why is this a, a good question to ask? What it does is it shows that you understand the number, the number one challenge of ROTC students is basically balancing the academics, you know, which you you can't become commissioned officer in the military without having a bachelor degree. So you, that is always a priority when you go to, to a college or university is to do well, obviously, for the order of merit, for your grade point average. But, you know, getting your degree is important. But yet you also need to participate in ROTC. And if you're, you know, if you're really want to excel, you're doing more than the average. So how do you do that? How do you balance that? Uh, how do you find a way to, to be a good cadet or midshipman and at the same time be a good student? And uh, the ROTC uh, you know, person that you're interviewing with will be able to kind of answer those questions for you and be able to give you that kind of advice. And that's really good advice also to ask cadets or midshipmen when you visit an ROTC program is, you know, what, what are, how do you balance these, these competing demands? And again, what it does is it shows your knowledge. All of these questions, all these five great questions that you're asking are really showing that you did your homework ahead of time, that you understand what uh, ROTC is all about and what are some of the things that you can do and some of the challenges. Uh, so it shows that you're asking intelligent questions. Uh, my, um, uh, my analogy I might, might, I oftentimes give to the candidates I work with is that, uh, you know, if you are interviewing for a job, say you're interviewing for a job with Amazon, uh, you know, they're going to want to know, well, what, what kind of homework did you do about Amazon? What do you know about the, about, 
you know, what's going on? You know, you have your job, you have your particular job within Amazon that you're applying for. What do you know about that job? And what do you know about our company in general and how that, uh, uh, you know, and, and what you're going to be doing? And so, you know, if you don't ask those kind of intelligent questions, you know, that about Amazon, it's the same thing about asking intelligent questions for the various services that you're going to be applying for. So those five questions that I outlined earlier are really great ones to ask that show your knowledge, but to also show that kind of enthusiasm and your planning to come onto campus and be a cadet and be a, be a cadet in the program. And that's uh, really kind of the signaling that you um, want to give. Okay, so I've got uh, three questions to avoid uh, in general. So, you know, while there are a number of great questions to ask in an ROTC interview, there are also some questions specifically avoid, in my opinion, at the official at the official interview, not you know outside the interview. You can certainly ask some of these questions on the side, or you know, after the interview, or. Uh, at another time or do your own research. But at the official interview where they're actually going to give you a write-up, I would really recommend that you avoid um, several of these questions. Okay. I think first thing I would say, you know, before I get to poor question number one or number six out of nine, I should say, is that uh, asking no questions at the end of the interview indicates is not a good thing. So what it does is it really indicates that you're not curious or that you're uninterested in ROTC. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, moreover, uh, asking a poor question can ruin an otherwise good interview, or uh, if the interview is poor, it can poor it can put the nail in the coffin of your chances of a scholarship. Uh, generally, you know, these questions kind of focus on uh, you know do, that you want to do the minimum or that perhaps you're applying for the scholarship for money or benefits rather than to serve or, or lead. And I think that really should be be avoided. So here's um, poor question number one. Uh, how long would I have to serve in the military after graduation? Now, now that question is a legitimate question. You know, it, it, it is something, you know, I think that's important to know. Uh, but you can find out that information online uh, rather than asking your interviewer that. So um, what this question may indicate, though, if you ask this during the interview, is it may indicate that you're looking at doing the minimum after you graduate to become an officer uh, or that really, you know, you're not you're not interested in serving for a period of time that you're just looking to do the minimum. And, you know, what 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 is my what is the time that I need need to do before I get out and do other things? Um, it just sort of shows a lack of commitment. It's not necessarily an invalid question, but it, it, it kind of is asking, you know, I think a question that signals doing the minimum. And I think that that's certainly one uh, question I think that you should avoid during, during an official, official interview and just find out that information on your own, uh, you know, and educate yourself on that. Uh, poor question number two. How much does the scholarship pay for? What do I get with the scholarship? Okay, why is this a bad question? Well, again, it indicates that you're concentrating on the money and what ROTC scholarship will give you rather than what you can give ROTC in the military. So you can see, you know, you might contrast that with the earlier uh, questions where you're saying, you know, you know, what do I need to do to prepare? What's, you know, important to cadets? What is 
you know, what opportunities do I have to do more training? This one is kind of saying, you know, well, what can you give me? How much does a scholarship pay for? What do I get? What is it? What's in it for me? Uh, this really goes against kind of the military ethos. This goes against the uh, really what the military is all about, which is really selfless service, putting the uh, troops and putting your soldier, sailor, airmen, marines above yourself. And so you want to be signaling that this is not about me. This is not about selfish concerns. Uh, you know, it's because I want to serve. Now, again, you can educate yourself on this outside. You know that what the scholarship pays for. You can learn all of those things. Uh, but I don't think the interview is the place to talk about scholarship benefits and uh, in, in particular because I think it signals the wrong thing. Uh, another poor question is, uh, will I deploy to a combat zone if I become an officer? One of the things why to avoid this again, you know, if you don't realize in the military that you're going to be probably put in harm's way sometime during your career or during the time you're in there. Uh, first of all, I think it doesn't show you does it. This question shows that you don't know what the mission of the military is. Uh, I think also it shows a degree to a degree that you're valuing your own concerns over the military mission and, and hints at this selfishness uh, that I kind of talked about earlier. So, uh, yes, you are going to deploy into a combat zone, most likely. Uh, so, you know, understand that before you go go into this process. Uh, and again, the focus should be necessarily be outward, not not inward. And then, final poor question: What happens if I decide to drop out of ROTC after the first year? Do I have to repay my scholarship? Well, I think this is self-explanatory, but one of the main things that ROTC interviewers are looking out for is a candidate's lack of persistence. In other words, will he or she stick it out for the entire time? Is he or she just in it for the scholarship and the money? What's the mo candidate's motivation for the scholarship? Does the candidate want to serve or is it just to pay for school? You know, at a high-priced private school, a candidate dropping out of the after the first year normally does not need to repay the scholarship. So a candidate who drops out after the first year costs ROTC upwards of $50,000 for that year. That's a high cost to the military for a candidate who never intent intended to complete the program in the first place. So they're always, so these interviewers are always trying to sniff out those who are looking uh, for the money only and not looking to serve. So you do not want to talk about money, don't want to talk about, you know, what if I drop out, how long do I have to serve, things like that. Uh, use the interview to learn more about ROTC and show your enthusiasm about being a future ROTC cadet. So final thoughts uh, on this episode is, you know, having good questions to ask your interviewer at the, uh, at the ROTC interview, in my opinion, is essential to having a really great interview. It can be really be uh, great questions at the end of your uh, at your ROTC interview can be uh, icing on the cake of a great session or conversely really help save an interview that uh, did not go as well as you had hoped or had planned. Plan your questions ahead of time. Make sure that you have these ready and that you're ready to, uh, to ask them at the end of the interview, because there's always going to be at the end of the interview, that question, you know, do you have that posed question to you? Well, what questions do you have of me? 
So make sure you're ready for that and that you knock this uh, question uh, that the interviewer is going to ask you out of the ballpark. So I wish you the best of luck in your interview and for your desire to serve as an officer uh, in in the U.S. military. And uh, we'll see you next time on ROTC Scholarship uh, Podcast. Thanks for listening to the ROTC Scholarship Podcast. If you like what we're doing, please leave a quick review. If you have any questions or want more information about ROTC or our consulting services, please visit our website at rotcconsulting.com. Take care, and we'll see you next time.